The following is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Perfect Parenting Podcast. Today, Sarah and I will talk about parenting from the same page. Don't let those kids drive a wedge between you. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about parenting from the same page. Of course, we come from all sets of parents come from very different kinds of backgrounds. And how do you get onto the same page? How do you line up? How do you work with your children from the same place if you think completely different on a on any given topic? Yeah, it's tough enough tough enough when uh, we come together as couples, balancing interests and perspectives and plans of action and uh, that's amplified a bit when we have little creatures that we're responsible for and uh, trying to figure out the best way to raise, nurture, discipline, um, educate, all of those things. So uh, Sarah, spread, spread some wisdom on this. Well, first of all, I think you need to start out acknowledging that for most people, parenting is one of the most important things you'll do. So you feel pressure to do it right. You feel pressure for a lot of people. You feel pressure that the world sees that you're doing it right. You might have familial pressure where your extended family might have opinions on, are you doing it right or wrong? But there's real fear related to what if you really mess up a kid? What if you do something very wrong? And I think we need to acknowledge that, you know, fear plays into some of the decisions when you're feeling defensive. And so uh, if you can at least acknowledge that in your parenting and in some of your struggles, then you can really start to identify, okay, how much does this thing I'm going to bat on? How much does it matter to me versus how much am I worried about getting it wrong? And so, you know, that's one little element. That's not even a big part of my notes, but I do think it's important to acknowledge and to remember. We did some things pretty right on this front. And so we're going to talk about some of those things. First of all, we like each other and we work on that. We work to have a relationship independent of the kids or parallel to the kids so that we like each other. And it's easier to get on to the same page, especially if you're starting on different pages when it's somebody you like. And then related to that, but I think it's different. We respect each other that when Steve and I are on different pages, I do respect the way he thinks. I respect his ideas. So even if I know he is wrong about something, I know his heart is in the right place and I respect the way his mind works enough for me to sit back and go, okay, we're going to have to talk about that. I think that's important. If you're you're parenting with someone you don't respect, it is... I would think it would be impossible to get to a place where you're on the same page. Yeah, that would be super tough. So, yeah, as as I was preparing for this, thinking about the topic, I think that the thing we did best to parent from the same page really didn't involve the kids. It was us working on our relationship and building respect and understanding for each other. So the times when we did disagree 
that, uh, on what we should do with the kids. We both understood that we're talking with someone who we do respect and who we think is rational. And that's kind of leads me to my next thing, which is when we ta- we often tackled disagreements about the kids privately. I and mean, we did it, I, I did it, and I, I have it laid out in two ways. We would tackle it privately so we could go quietly into our room and to get onto the same page and then talk with the kids as a united front. That didn't all, we, we couldn't always do it that way. Sometimes we would talk about pros and cons and the differences in front of our kid. And then all three of us could work together to find a solution. And I think both of those ways really worked for us. And, you know, as often as we could, we would come, we, we tried to be on the same page or, or we were actively working to get to the same page because that mattered so much to us. And we never, I can't think of a time when we really undercut each other on those, on those fronts. The kids really didn't try and manipulate us because we just, they knew if they ever tried that, that was not going to work in their favor because it mattered more to us that we were together and united than... Uh, you know, I wonder I wonder if there might have been a few times that I undercut you because... Awesome. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, I tend to say yes more to anything and everything, even when I shouldn't, you know. Can you think of examples? Can you talk about anything? No. Okay. Well, I want to talk about one where we didn't start on the same page and where we navigated through it. Okay, fine. Okay. I've got one, too. Fine. <laughs> Our second daughter, Ruth, was, I'm going to say she's between maybe early, I mean, she certainly wasn't in high school. So that's going to be 12, 13 when this went down. And she had some really good friends and she wanted to hang out with those friends every weekend night. So Friday and Saturday. Um, And if she could hang out with them Saturday during the day, she wanted that too. And I wanted to limit that. I mean, for practical reasons. I didn't want to drive her across town uh, to her friend's house uh, two or three times a weekend. That just felt excessive. I didn't think she needed to be with friends that often. She could be at home more. She could, you know, be part of the family. And I, our oldest daughter, hadn't asked for this. So I didn't think this next daughter, I didn't think she needed that. You... Ruth did talk to you and it wasn't trying to be manipulative. She did talk to you because she talked with me and I just was flat out. No, like dad, can you help with this crazy lady? (laughs) And I'm going to acknowledge. So, well, I'll, I'll come back to why I was thinking that, but you know, well, why I was thinking that is that's the way I was raised is I had limits on how often I could hang out with friends. And so that's what you do. I remember you coming to me saying, I think Ruth should be able to hang out with friends both nights. And I, I know she doesn't need that. It's, you know, it's too much. And I, I didn't want to hear your reasons. I, you know, I was, I was pretty sure I was right on this. I and have spoken. Yes. Yeah. And there, you know, there was some of that in our parenting. There's no doubt. You know, I, it feels to me like Ruth wasn't 
part of this conversation that you and it was just you and me. Yeah, I mean, clearly we would have had this one by ourselves. Yeah. I just was pretty strong. I was digging in. Which I guess maybe that's something to highlight. You know, when we're disagreeing on something significant like this, because it was significant to her at the point, we wouldn't have that in front of her. She doesn't need to witness all of the right. given. Now, we, we have them witness plenty of our give and take, but not on something like this where we really are kind of disagreeing. And and where we don't know how we're going to land, because if she... Because then I'm the good guy, you're the bad guy. <laughs> and... Come on. Or she, or she Come hates on, Sarah, both. don't you love this girl? Right. She You know, we don't want that. So, so, okay, so you and I are having this conversation. She's tried to have it with me and I'm just being strident and no, we're not doing that. She's tried to have that with you and you've agreed to come talk to me so that you and I can get on the same page. Cause and in those, and I know you do the same, it wasn't like, yeah, geez, mom's crazy. Let me try to deal with no, her. No, it's no, like, no. it's like, well, let me see what her concerns are. And yeah. And, and, and Ruth knew you and I had to get on the same page. She tried to have a conversation with me. That wasn't going to happen. So she, you know, and I think that was smart. She went to you. And so then you came to me and we were talking. And I remember being really bothered, thinking, I don't think this should happen. And you really pushed hard, pushed back and said, Ruth is a good kid. You like, you know, and then you start talking to me logically, which is what I always, you're always going to win with me if it's logical. You started listing all the things. She has really good friends. She's getting good grades. She has these outside activities. She's going to church, which mattered to us at that time. You know, she, she just, you just rattled through everything. She's keeping her room clean. She's not fighting very much with Zella. She's helping at home. It was this big list of things. And so, I Rue, said, Rue, are you listening? You're an angel. <laughs> I said, yeah, but she doesn't need to be gone two nights a week. And you, that's when you said, or she does. Maybe that's what she needs to continue to be good. She and and you were giving her room to tell us what she needed. You know, Zella, who didn't need that, our oldest, hadn't asked for it because she didn't need it. But Ruth needed it. This was feeding her, and she needed this release on the weekends. And you know, she wasn't doing anything crazy. She was a little twelve-year-old who was. She and her friend were doing photo shoots you know it was it was the cutest very sweet you know very sweet things they do these bike rides it was all very age appropriate and very very cute and and you really pushed back and I and and so you you list made that list for me and I'm like you're right did about I, that did I bring up your childhood because you had that's the next thing okay yeah well I don't know if this is what you're gonna say but well, you had some experiences where you felt like your parents were just trying to crush your soul yeah. by controlling you. Right. And that that was part of it. And so you started to bring up my childhood and, and part of it and you weren't being mean about it. You weren't it was why what why are you doing this? And part of it was, well, this is what my parents did. And you said Did but you like you it? You didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> and I was like ah. Yeah, you know, I was trying to advocate for myself as a child and a teenager, and my parents didn't respond to me positively. And here I am doing the exact same kind of parenting, which I did not want to do that. And so I really was able to think through that. And it still bothered me. It, I'm surprised how ingrained, how, how much that was really bugging me. So we, I took a number of days and, you know, and, and I said, 
I put some, I finally said yes, but I also put some restrictions on it. We're going to try this. We're going to see how it works. She wanted some sleepovers and well, okay, we can do some sleepovers because we weren't big sleepover people. It will, we can do some sleepovers, but you know, you have to be part of, you have to come home in the morning. You can't be so tired that you sleep the whole day. You have to be part of the, cause we did, you know, we'd do the, we'd clean the house top to bottom. And what you're explaining here is something that I think you did perfectly with the kids very an iterative process of here's why i said no here's why i'm saying yes here are my conditions to where they really knew what you were thinking because you know one thing from your childhood you did feel that a lot was just arbitrary and you hated that and you've done a great job of overcoming that of here's why we're going to do this here's what we're thinking and then inviting conversation from them with your support with steve's support i was able to really Give Ruth room to have these preteen or early teenage experiences that were not only not hurting her, they were actually going to benefit her. But I had to challenge my own my own thinking. And, you know, I knew that if I had really pushed on a no and I had some real reasons, I knew you were going to be supportive. So it wasn't like I was trying to fight that battle. That that part was secondary. I knew that you and I were really trying to figure this out. And there was no, from your end, there wasn't shame or guilt in, you know, you're just being stupid. You're doing what your parents did. It's All those things were true, but you were really trying to help me figure out and use my logical brain to figure out why I was doing this and why I was putting these arbitrary restrictions on my daughter. Well, you know, what's interesting is when you and I, you know, differ about, hey, I want to go, you know, to this uh, music festival for a weekend or something. And when we disagree, um, there's ego in that at times, you know. When we're what? disagreeing with you, I just mean, not about me going to you the festival. Going. So yeah, you so and I, me, when kids aren't me. involved, yeah. I'm like, why are you crushing my soul? You, you know, as as I was preparing for this and you know listening to you speak, I think we did a pretty good job getting on the same page. We really were pretty egoless, maybe, when we were dealing with what's best for our kids. We really stripped out our ego of I'm going to win this because this is what I want to happen for them. I think we really were. Uh, striving to find what was best for the child. And so that made it pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely a, a big part of it and, and, and the way we were able to do that. The other element from, this, you know, parenting from the same page, I was the primary caregiver the majority of the time, meaning, you know, I was an at-home mom at the time. You were uh, working outside of the home. And so you gave me a lot of room. You were, there were... There were, I made most of the decisions. It's not like we talked about every single thing. But as we were living our life, if something came up that you didn't like, or if I saw you doing something that I didn't like, we would, you know, then these things all kicked in. But I did have a lot of room to just be the parent um, and to be able to uh, comfortably parent the way I wanted to, knowing that you were going to come in if you saw anything that was alarming or anything, you know, that you really disagreed with. Yeah. Ready for my story? Yeah. Okay. So in mine, you were the good cop in this one. Awesome. I grew, when I, growing up, my family, we did sports. And uh, when we weren't doing that, we were doing sports. And occasionally we would do sports. And I, the, you had a house, you had three brothers, so four boys. 
where Ike is playing soccer. And uh, that's your brother Ike. No, 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 no. Our no, son, our Ike. son Ike. He's you know five years old or something. So he should be world class. He should be great, ready for the Premier League. And so he's playing you know defense, which is where they already put the little kids who don't want to mix it up. And so he's just back there dancing. And I mean he's he's a dancing fiend back there. And uh, that's fine when, you know, all the kids who want to play soccer are up scoring goals. Not that it matters. So then the other team, you know, they would come by him and the job of a defender is to defend. And uh, so he, he just kept dancing. All the people running by him running and by he doesn't him, even Scoring see goals. It. His teammates <laughs> looking at him like, hey, defender, how about a little defense? And. No, I'm sure they didn't care. You know, you always have at that age, you have the one or two who care, you know. But I was a father who cared. And so uh, I'm like, Ike. (laughs) You know, I'm trying not to be that dad, but I'm like, Ike, stop the ball. You know, play, play defense. And so, you know, I'm just, you know, it didn't matter at first. And then, you know, I'm just like, I'm just going nuts ramping up i'm just ramping up because i'm like you're just come on you're five years old for heaven's sakes (laughs) stop a ball (laughs) how hard is it and so you know you could see me ramping up and so what i love is you you can just tell like steve are you you know you don't say but like (laughs) are you about to go to crazy town (laughs) so so I'm just like, so, you know, I have to explain what I'm doing. I'm like, look at him. He should be he's playing just, defense. He's just back there dancing. <laughs> and so it was just awesome. You said, and isn't he a wonderful dancer? And I mean, it was the perfect way. I was just laughing like, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. You know, he's, he's a good kid. And, you know, it was just such a gentle way of rather than like a big lecture, like Steve, he's five years old. You're crazy. And, you know, I was like, isn't he a great dancer? And so it was just such a soft touch. And it was great because, you know, okay, yeah, it's a minor thing. It was one soccer game. Well, if you don't ever correct these things, then they become big things. And likely, I don't even remember. I mean, I remember him dancing. How and could I, you? But you don't, I don't love your children. How can you not remember that beautiful dance? But I do remember. I mean, my guess is we, because we've had multiple conversations on these topics, just you and me, we likely went home and kept this conversation going. Yeah. And we, you know, we could talk about, well, if we, he doesn't, just because you want him to be good at soccer doesn't mean he has to be good at soccer. So you, we were able to get on the same page mm-hmm. to let this kid be who he needed to be. Well, and it helped when, you know, a few years later he, he played football because football matters. I mean, you know, at the end of the day... Says the Texan. At the end of the day, soccer is, you know, a sissy commie. <laughs> but, but football, you know, so he... How uh, long did he play football? <laughs> one season. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, so he's playing, he's playing lineman, he's playing offensive guard, which, you know, and he wasn't big. So, you know, that's where he put the, you know, if they're not big, you know, big, you're supposed to block someone and, you know, really put a hit on them. But they put him there cause he, 
didn't really want to play football. Now, I did not make him play football, by the way. He he made that decision on his own. Maybe. He <laughs> no. sort of knew his father wanted him to play football. Yeah, well, if you're going to play football, play football. So he went in, and so they had an offensive series. Uh, you know, it was just four downs, four plays. He's offensive guard. And so he did not touch a defender. He did not touch anyone on those four plays, which the point of an offensive guard is you touch people, you hit people. And so you have to work so extraordinarily hard to avoid people as an offensive guard. And so, you know, he came off the field. And uh, so I'm like, because you taught me the lesson. Okay, good. So I'm like, hey, Ike. Hey, Dad. How how'd he go out there? Went great. <laughs> you know? So so you know And and his mother, I don't care. I just I'm I'm not even watching the game. I don't in in you're just to you he's the best player ever. He's out there. the best player ever. And because uh, he's happy. So he just said, Great. And so, you know, I, at that moment I realized it was like, Great. No one touched me. <laughs> and, uh, That's what he yeah, meant. So that was that was that was our football conversation. And so you know, never once did I try to make him into a football player. We would play catch and do all the things that he did want to do. But our Ike is a lover and uh, not a fighter. And he and he ended up being a pretty incredible and is a pretty incredible athlete. Oh, but good on heavens, his he's, terms. Well, he's ten times the athlete his father ever was. But yeah, on his terms and. Um, you know, anyways, that's one where, you know, we we disagreed. And the thing is, by doing that... You and that, I disagreed. Yeah, we disagreed. Yeah. Well, do we even call it? Cause we, you got me on the right page. And that was the page that you knew I wanted to be on. I did not want to be the crazy dad. But again, I guess what you're saying about modeling your parents, you know, you had to tell Ruth no because that's what your parents did. Well, I guess... Even though I didn't want to be, I had to be the psycho dad because, you know, my dad was the psycho dad. Yeah. And um, so, you know, you just helped me get – so I guess that's it. Part of being on the same page isn't maybe moving someone because in this case it was just you, you know, kindly, gently helping me get to the page where you were and the page where you knew I wanted to be. And I'm going to say – this is a little side note – you just mentioned your psycho dad, and I've mentioned my parents. There, I hope during this perfect parenting, we talk about the good things our parents did. Because, of course, our parents, we love many things about our parents. And I hope we talk oh, about speak, those I things. Speak but, extremes, yeah. yes. And, and so I want to acknowledge that to, to anybody listening. And, yeah, hopefully no, we'll talk about No, but when it came that. to sports, he was. He was crazy. I do, right. Well, we want to acknowledge those things, too. We want to acknowledge our parents and their real emotions and us and our real emotions cause because that's all part because, of parenting. Because he should be crazy because sports matter. It mattered to him. Yeah. You know, it mattered to me while I was doing it. And, you know, that was just great. You helping me realize as a parent it really didn't matter. And then, thank God, before the next football season, he's like, Dad, uh, can we talk? I'm like, oh, yeah, what? Would, would you mind if I uh, didn't play football? I'm like, yeah, son. That, if that's what you want to do, that'd be great. Thank you, Jesus. And then you came in and high-fived me. And we were very happy. So, so he, yeah. he, he became a, a tremendous basketball player. and A great runner. Run like a deer. and You know, so that, that wasn't his jam. And good that I didn't sever a relationship by 
trying to make him, you know, a fabulous soccer player or, or football player. The Perfect Parenting Podcast is a production of Vanguard Media. Steve Urquhart and Sarah Urquhart are the hosts, writers, and creators of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the executive producer. Hammond Chamberlain is the associate producer and sound engineer. And Shayla Don is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Perfect Parenting Podcast. I'm Chris Van Garrett. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.